Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, Ooses? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name is Mr. Fresh. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Addict Radio on all major podcast platforms and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast and you are listening. And you are listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is Katie Ricky Rose and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Radio, radio, radio. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast where we keep wrestling royal exclusively on Wrestle. Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Because, you know, in life, you're always told that if you work hard, if you chip away, if you plug away, if you do your job, then your moment will come, and I am sick of waiting for my moment. Also, joining me each and every week is the founder, Willie T, Will Tereshock. Well, The Rock knows exactly why you did what you did at WrestleMania. Because Stone Cold, you know, deep down inside, in your heart, in your soul, one-on-one, face-to-face, man-to-man, you know damn well you can't beat The Rock. And finally, joining us each and every week is the Queen Bee herself, the Kate Murphy. How does it feel that you were expecting a man to come out here? What you weren't expecting was the man. It's time for someone you to step up, step in, and fill your shoes. And there's only one person for that job. And I think these people would agree with me that that person is me. Together, we cover all things wrestling in and outside of the ring in the only way that we know how. So, without further ado... Behold the king, the king of kings. On your knees. And welcome everybody to another episode of Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio. Of course, I am your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, some people's DMs, less people's text messages at Ambassador Biggs, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. Find Kings of the Rings podcast, K-O-T-R underscore podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and of course, we're all podcast can be found by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio at Addict underscore 
Wrestle on Twitter and at Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. And right next to me, as always, is the founder of Kings of the Rings podcast, Mr. William Tarashock. Will, how are you? Man, I'm living the dream. <laughs> I think I can make a dad joke like that. Speaking of dreams, Ricky, I had a dream last night. And at the end, it had fucking credits. Again, that is a two-timer. My dream had credits. It was great. We were all going through an airport listening to a DMX song that may or may not actually exist. But I'm doing... So... <laughs> I, I'm doing phenomenal. Much better than last so week. Wait, who, who are in the credits, then? Well, you know, like, it was just a bunch of people. I think, uh... Who's who's the uh anybody noticeable? The 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 redhead from Super Bad. She wants to fucking bottle liquor with the uh, sparkles in it. Oh. Emma Stone. She was Emma in it with Stone, her. Yeah. Her like Jennifer Lawrence when it like high five and going through airport security, singing along to a DMX song that may or may not exist. But anyway, it's me. It's me. It's Willie T. T. Thomas. A R A S H U K. You can find me in my dreams listening to DMX song that may or may not exist. <laughs> may not exist. <laughs> X gonna give it to you, right, Kate Murphy? How you doing? That's a real song, though. I know, but it, it sounded like DMX, but I couldn't place it. <laughs> but wait, it wasn't DMX? It sounded like DMX, but it, it may or may not exist. I have to listen to more DMX. How did it go? <laughs> I don't know. It was a dream. I couldn't remember. It was like 12 hours ago. Uh, oh, no. I own the greatest hits of DMX on CD. <laughs> you have to borrow it. But it's me, the Queen Bee, and the HBIC of WrestleLab Radio, Kate Murphy. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Kate Murphy and on Instagram at the Kate Murphy. And as always, I'm fucking tired, y'all. My hair is well, my hair is really poofy today. Yes, it is really poofy, but I think we need to kick get this show on the road since everybody's tired, apparently. But I think the best way we need to kick off the show is kind of to tell them, Kate, uh, what happened when you got home uh, this evening. <laughs> All right, <laughs> We've got to kick the show off the right way, and that's the best way. All right. It's stories from Kate's life. Okay. So today, y'all, the ESPYs were on. I came home from a very long, tough day at work. I'm very sleepy. So I'm making a cup of coffee at 8.45 at night. Because I'm insane. And I have to be up talking to these motherfuckers for midnight. That's a bad so idea. Awesome. As I'm going into the living room, I know the ESPYs are on TV. And my mom tells me, oh, someone from WWE's on. And I don't see who it is at first. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then I look up. And without thinking, I just go, oh, it's Daddy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Did you did you say did you say it just like that? Uh-huh. Like, like, yes. you, like you're like midway to yep. a climax. Yep. Like you creeps. <laughs> <laughs> did you say it loud or was it like under your breath? Medium. Ah, so just oh. just loud enough, like Goldilocks. <laughs> it was just right. Yeah, he is. That's so bad. What's his name? And I'm like Roman Reigns. He goes, I thought you said Daddy, and I'm like, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) And then she came to do the show. Here I am, (laughs) y'all. Just a complete hot mess. I'm guessing Roman was in a a tuxedo. No, tuxedo and man. Nah, dude, he came out in the vest. He came out in the cheater vest and the fucking flak jeans. <laughs> His flak pants. Oh my god, he was so good. He to, Remember the, like, the month I went mad at Roman Reigns? Yeah. 
It's all they, no one can ever deny a well dressed man. No, you can't. And that's the thing with these WWE guys. A lot of them are very good at dressing nicely outside of the ring. Look at John Cena's suit collection. That's because they can afford it. True. Yeah, but then you gotta look at John Cena's hairline. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much it's only so much a suit can help with. Your hairline, not so much. Yeah. Um it was really funny. So I was actually watching before we speaking of Roman, um, before we get into uh get into some stuff today, um I was watching the Gold Cup final, USA versus Mexico, and of course the United States fucking lost. Um wow. So, but every time they had a, because the, the U.S. men's soccer team is not the greatest thing ever. The women's soccer team is where it's at. Congratulations to them. And we're brand spanking new world heavyweight championship. But Triple H just sends out like it's fucking hot potatoes. Um, <laughs> so every time the U.S. would have like a, 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 every time the U.S. goalie would like pretty much launch the ball um, to like the other side of the field, all of a sudden you'd hear the crowd go, ooh, <laughs> Do they really? Every time they were in Chicago, too. I'm sure it was Uwak. So maybe it was probably was Uwak because I was at a, I was at a Red Bulls game, completely different. And every time the kicker put that like, would kick it off from the other team, they'd go punto or puto or whatever. Everybody's saying <laughs> bitch in Spanish. I just know I was saying it yeah. wrong, and Roman made fun of me after the fact. <laughs> Roman didn't fucking tell me I was saying it wrong until after the match. <laughs> no, that's so, the best part. So all the Mexicans were laughing part. at me, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, man, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta look back at um, you gotta look back at the gold cover. You can find it every time there's a kickoff. You hear ooh from the crowd. That's funny. I've never watched a full soccer game in my life, but I think now I have to. It's a match. It's it's one of those things. I only watch full soccer games during the World Cup, and even then, I have a beer in my hand, and I'm probably get, eating wings at a bar. I don't get soccer. <laughs> I'm just going to be like straight up. I don't get it. It's like the easiest game to get. No, I mean like the. I just it's boring to me. Oh no, it's very boring. It's one of those it's one of those sock it's one of those events you have to be there to understand the ridiculousness like of all it. All the psycho like. Like, all the psychos in the city that go to, like, the British pubs at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning to fucking watch Manchester and shit. Like, I don't get it. Like, I just don't understand it. It's exciting. It's it's weird. It, I mean, it's it's randomly exciting. I mean, you have to be in an atmosphere where everybody's focused on the game to understand it. Like, the one time I was in that atmosphere, I was at Bordy Barn, of all places. Oh. Uh, I was at Bordy Barn. It was during the World Cup. It was like the men were pretty much the men were in the quarterfinals. So like the, this is the best that U.S. men's soccer team has like ever been. Bordy Barn closed at like eight, but they kept it open because we were all watching the game. Like like five thousand of us drunk motherfuckers. We've been drinking all day. Now now a team USA is in a World Cup against Germany oh, of all God. places. So we're drunk and we're hype. Nope. Okay. <laughs> We're drunk and we're hype. It's it's like tied one one. All of a sudden, I believe it was Clint Dempsey. Clint Dempsey scores, um, nails a go ahead goal. The place went bonkers. Beer flying everywhere. People randomly making out with each other that didn't know each other two seconds ago. Like it was the wildest atmosphere I've ever been a part of. Yeah, man, that's that's, that's soccer fans for you. And you've been to WrestleMania. (laughs) 
WrestleMania is a wild atmosphere. It's it's different. Like I like I was invested and I hate soccer. I was also drunk, <laughs> but still like to be that automatically invested in something is is very very special. Well, how you guys don't say I don't get you I don't get soccer. How many people say I don't get WWE? I hear it all the fucking time. The time. I don't get it. I'm like, Not it's okay. Like- you don't have to get it. I get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, right, but let's go into non-soccer and non-Roman Reigns talk. So we have a special for you guys. We have a little bit of a treat this week. Before we get into um, the Extreme Rules uh, prediction part of the show, uh, we were we were um, blessed enough this week to have um, an up-and-coming superstar on our show, and I was able to interview him as part of our Superstar Spotlight series. Um, he is going to be a part of Evolve's 10th anniversary show, which will be uh, live on the WWE Network this Saturday at 8 p.m. His name is Anthony Green, a.k.a. The Retro Sexual. And without further ado, come listen in on my interview with Mr. Retro Sexual. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another special edition of Superstar Spotlight here on Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively on WrestleAddict Radio, I am your host, King Ricky Rose, and joining me for this Superstar Spotlight is a young and upcoming superstar, only 25 years of age. He started wrestling at around the age of 18. Um, he's already got a couple. He's already got a couple of great accolades behind him. He was trained by Brian Fury, Brian Waters, and some crazy guy named Spike Dudley. Um, he's wrestled in companies such as Limitless, Beyond, CZW, WXW. He was featured in a Future of Honor match, um, and now most currently he wrestles for Evolve. He's held a couple of championships in his time. Um, specifically, as I look over them, a lot of tag team titles, um, from what I've seen. He's also held the CZW Heavyweight Championship for like a day, for like a little bit less than a day. Uh, he's a CW New England champion. Uh, he's been the A1 Tag Team Champion, the uh, WXW Tag Team Champion as part of the Can-Man Connection, which, to my knowledge, is still ongoing with over 1,500 days as a Tag Team Champion. Some of his notable opponents have been um, Josh Briggs, Rich Swan, Tyler Breeze of NXT fame, MJF, JT Dunn, Ace Romero, Ethan Page, Gangrel, which must have been weird, um, Flip Gordon, uh, Mike Orlando, just to name a few. Ladies and gentlemen, he identifies himself as a retrosexual. Introducing Anthony Green. Anthony, how are you? What is going on? Yeah, I I am 25 years old. I look about 40. <laughs> uh, thank you, pro wrestling. Uh, <laughs> and I also I feel about 55. So it's got to be the bad back. So you started at 18. So did you always know that you were going to be a professional wrestler? No, actually. So technically, I started my journey in professional wrestling at the young age of 13. Wow. Okay. But but my wrestling in-ring career started when I was 18. Uh, But when I turned 16, I became a wrestling referee. And I honestly thought that that was going to be my calling. Um I always, I just always wanted to be a part of the industry. I didn't really care what facet. I just knew that I loved the the sport and I and I just loved the the 
the experience as a whole, basically. Okay. Um, I got a little too tall, basically, to to be a referee. And <laughs> I said, well, let's make the switch to being a pro wrestler. And after talking with uh, Ryan Waters, Mike Canellis, or Mike Bennett, and Maria Canellis, really? that was kind of like the real thing that pushed me to switch uh from referee to pro wrestler. So I really got to ask right now: Are you the are you the father? Are you the father of Maria Canales's new child? I am not. Okay, all right. Um, mystery I, I, solved. I have too much respect for Mike Bennett. <laughs> all right, good, good. Mis- mystery solved there on that front because I thought thought we had a lead here on WWE Network programming. Um, <laughs> but moving along, what were who are some of your inspirations in wrestling? Uh, so my favorite wrestler, uh, growing up as a kid at a very young age, uh, my first ever reality show I ever saw and first ever time I saw someone go from being just an average guy to becoming a professional wrestler was tough enough. So Uh Maven, uh, during my younger years was my favorite wrestler and he's part of the reason why I believed I could become a pro wrestler. Um, as I grew older and started like really wanting to be a wrestler and studying tape, uh, you know, I, I knew it as a kid, but Shawn Michaels is the greatest of all time, and, and that's someone I definitely look up to. And other than him, it's guys like Chris Candido, mm-hmm. Steve Carino, Ricky Morton, and like Mr. Perfect are probably like my biggest, um, the biggest people I look up to. A lot of in-ring technicians there. Um, yes, it, it's 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 really interesting. I never thought in my wildest dreams that anybody would say maven is the reason i've gotten into pro wrestling that he, is... he is legitimately my uh technically my all-time favorite wrestler and i actually even had an opportunity to wrestle him in 2015 that's awesome and i mean he did eliminate the undertaker during that one royal rumble yep 2002 yeah so i mean he that is his claim to fame um so you weren't always known as the retrosexual for a lot for a good part of your beginning of your career you were just um you were just all good anthony green and then all of a sudden you cut this promo and you turn into the retrosexual so what 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 led to this to this turn and into this transformation uh, no pun intended, but I think everyone and everything in wrestling needs to evolve. Ah. And uh, all good Anthony Green was just like a generic wrestler, just unexplained guy in tights. Sorry if you hear some banging behind me. I'm actually at my wrestling school, the New England Wrestling Academy. Quick little plug there. Nice. Um, so you might hear some yelling, you might hear some bumps and bruises, but everything's okay, I swear. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so like, I knew I needed something to stand out, and with the help of a few of my friends, uh, I was basically told, you're not as jacked as Brian Cage, and you're not going to be as athletic as like an AR Fox, but you have charisma. What can you do to make yourself elite? And then I pitched this idea, basically jokingly, of being called the retrosexual, and everyone liked it, so it kind of became like a little running joke in the group chat until I decided to commit to the idea, and... Uh, yeah, the next week I, I changed my facial hairs, um, changed all my social medias. I basically blacked out all my social medias for like a week where I just wasn't posting anything. And then I started writing cryptic messages like three days until this, four days, whatever, two days, one day. And then finally just kind of showed the world what I did. So. <laughs> How was the initial reaction to the retrosexual? I think a lot of people thought it was a joke and didn't want to take it seriously and didn't think it was going to work. Um, my best friends and, and my girlfriend supported me and told me they thought that it was a great idea and, and like they, they really thought I was going to be able to 
make something of it and make some money doing it. Um, and to all the people that thought it was stupid and said it would never work, like, I clearly showed them wrong. Well, that that you did. I mean, you have signed with one of the hottest um, indie promotions in the last 10 years, Evolve. Um, you mm-hmm. have an exclusive contract with that. You're only at the age of 25, and even at that age of 25, last year you were ranked in PWI's Top 500 Wrestlers at number 476, for, which, for at your age, is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, 400, I believe it was 477. Oh, okay. I, be- I believe. So, yes, last year I was the 477th best wrestler in the world. Yeah. That. Hopefully, hopefully this year I, uh, I'm at least in the 300s. <laughs> we'll all, we'll, we, we still got half a year to go, and we will, we will see probably towards the end of the year. Uh, now, I've also noticed during a little bit of my, my research of you, you have done um, a lot with the Platinum Honeys. Obviously. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so before I get to my actual question, where did the Platinum Honeys play into the retrosexual thing? So they actually both trained at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. And uh, one of them is a girl I date, Ava Everett. Mm-hmm. And at the my, my home promotion, Chaotic Wrestling, they have like a big show every year called Cold Fury. That's basically their version of WrestleMania. Got it. And they wanted me to have a grand entrance for the retrosexual debut. And they thought putting the two beautiful blonde girls was going to be that thing. Um, it was supposed to be a one-time only thing. They chose their names, the Platinum Honeys. And, uh, yeah, man, like, it very much worked out in my favor. And uh, <laughs> it kind of caught on. Promotions really liked it. And here we are. Yeah, and it, it's become a part of your Retribution yeah. tour, which is, uh, yes. <laughs> which is a very, very catchy thing. I've seen the promos. It's very, it's very dude-love-esque. Actually, if you if you ask me, which I find interesting, the other thing I find interesting in my research of you, um, Mister Retrosexual, as you will be called from here on out, um, is you do, you've done a lot of intergender wrestling. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I know a lot of people dislike intergender wrestling. Um, I'm very much a guy that's like all for gender equality, gender fluidity. Um, man, I don't care if you're a guy, a girl, uh, transgender, bisexual, pansexual, uh, I'm probably going to miss some, but literally when it comes to like the LGBTQ community and being straight and all that stuff, man, like if you're a cool person, then you're cool with me and I'll wrestle you straight up. I, I don't care. I've wrestled, uh, Ashley Box, who is not only a woman, but she is openly gay mm-hmm. and She's incredible. I've wrestled Sunny Kiss, uh, yes. who obviously there's been some stuff online between old Southern wrestling veterans talking about him, but one of the best I've ever been in the ring with. Like I, it, it does not bug me at all uh, to wrestle a woman, to wrestle uh, a straight guy, to wrestle a gay guy. Like I'm all for it, man. If you, if you love pro wrestling, then man, like I'm gonna love you. You know? Yeah, we, we constantly say on our show that the wrestling is for everybody, and there's a place in wrestling for pretty much every human being on this planet. If you look for it, you will find it. Um, but back to you a little bit, Mr. Retrosexual. How would you explain your in-ring style? Uh, I think I'm an all-arounder. Um, there's not a style that I don't know or try to do. I wouldn't say I'm the highest of high flyers, but I, I do go to the top rope. I don't think I'm a grappler's grappler, but, you know, I know how to wrestle. Um, I also wouldn't say I'm the, the best striker in the world, but I'm, I'm damn good at it. 
Uh, and then I think I bring something different to the table with my charisma and character as well. Yes. Um, what do you have to say to the people who feel like you're a, not even a, a throwback, but you're a knockoff of maybe another other famous professional indie wrestler? Um, I think that's just based on look. Uh, if you ask those said pro wrestlers that I may or may not look like, uh, mm -hmm. I don't think they compare me to them at all. Um, Joey Ryan, for example, I'm not flipping anybody with my penis. No, uh, no. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> Dalton Castle, I'm not flapping my arms like a peacock would or anything like that. So I feel like I'm still unique in my own way. Uh, so yeah, the people that compare me to him, like, I get it. Um, we all have mustaches, but other than the mustache <laughs> and, and hairy chests, there's nothing to compare us, you know? You also do have a fanny pack, which is pretty awesome. I do have a fanny pack. All right, which so is pretty great. Do you is it the same fanny pack or do you switch out fanny packs? I have multiple fanny packs. I am the leader of the fanny pack. So <laughs> I, I I have between 30 to choose from at least. Jesus. And there's about maybe 6 or 7 that I wear consistently in the ring. Where do you find these fanny packs at? Uh all around, man. Thrift shops, uh, sometimes stores just have really funky ones. Amazon, of course, is Amazon. Great website, and I get them custom, custom gemmed. Uh, so yeah, man, just anywhere I find a fanny pack, if it fits me or looks cool, I'm gonna purchase it. That is absolutely amazing. So let's go into more recent times. About a couple of weeks ago, actually, where you were in New York, you were in Laboom Queens, Evolve 129, you were in a tag team match with Kurt Stallion, and unfortunately you and Kurt lost that match. And all of a sudden, Brandy Lauren from Shine comes out, um, and we don't know what's going on, and all of a sudden you turn on Kurt Stallion. So what is that all about? Uh, I'd like to start by saying it's unfair that you called Brandy Lauren uh, someone from Shine. Yes, okay. she wrestles for Shine, but she is under contract the same way I am with the WWN Network and with Evolve. Okay. She's going to be on every Evolve show, and what it comes down to is her, is a, her and I signed contracts the exact same day. Uh, we were both in the, the locker room the exact same weekend we debuted, and everyone else kind of shunned us out. No one was necessarily or particularly rude to us, but they had they didn't want any part of us. So we kind of sat by ourselves and did our own thing. Gotcha. And fr from there, I agreed to have her back. She agreed to have my back. Uh, this this isn't some something where we need to be best friends, but we're definitely in it to win it, and we're both trying to get to NXT. And if she's gonna help me, and I'm gonna help her, man, like that's a pretty good partnership, if you ask me. So this is pretty much all business then. Yeah, 100% business. I didn't know her until the day I signed my contract. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah. so where does Kurt Stallion uh, lay in this whole thing? Is he just collateral damage? So here's the thing. Uh, like, I, I look at all the guys that are, are under contract. You look at Kurt Stallion, uh, Josh Briggs, Leon Ruff. They all have the same ultimate goal that I have, and that's to make it to NXT. Their problem is they think this is some, like, race, that this is a sprint to get to the top. And it's not a sprint at all. It's actually a marathon. Right now, Kurt Stallion's in front of me, so my goal is to get ahead of him. Then maybe the next person's going to be Leon Ruff. Nothing personal with Kurt Stallion. Great wrestler. Nice guy, if you ask me. But right now, he's in my way, so I just got to get in front of him. Gotcha. And you might be getting in front of him pretty soon because this Saturday... Live on the WWE Network 
I'll repeat that again. This Saturday, live on the WWE Network, you are wrestling in Evolve's 10th anniversary special. How does that feel to be a part of that card? I mean, it's literally history in the making. This is the first ever independent wrestling event streaming live on the WWE Network. There's never been anything like it before. There's millions of wrestling companies uh, on the independents, and Evolve Wrestling is something special, and WWE sees something in Evolve to make this a thing. Like, usually the night before a pay-per-view, you're going to see an NXT takeover. Instead, you're going to see basically an Evolve takeover at 131. Yeah, and it's not even just an Evolve takeover at 131. It's a 10th anniversary special. It's coming live from the fabled... 2300 arena the ecw arena how does it feel to be even wrestling in that venue um i've wrestled in the building on three other occasions and i'd be lying to you if it was never cooler than the one before uh i get goosebumps and butterflies in my stomach thinking about that building because there's so much history behind it and the fact that like we're, we're talking an independent ragtag group of guys called ECW that made that building famous and held their first ever pay-per-view in that very building. Yes. Now, Evolve Wrestling, run by Gabe Sapolsky, who used to work for ECW back in 1992 up until when it closed. So basically a guy that helped run the company and worked for them for years is now running the first ever pay-per-view on the WWE Network for an independent wrestling organization. Yes, and you get to have one of the matches there against Josh Briggs. Now, the last time that I remember you um, at at Evolve, because I was there, Josh Briggs injured himself, and you were one of the first people out there to assist Josh Briggs in getting him back to uh, back to some medical care and, and safety in a very uh, in a very um, kind of scary situation. And would it be? Um, would it be too much for me to say that you, you and him have some sort of friendship? Uh, no, not too much at all. Uh, I'll be straight up with you. He's one of my best friends in in, in out of pro wrestling. Uh, we ride the shows together. We hang out outside of wrestling. Um, I'm going to be a groomsman in his wedding. That's awesome. And if you're going to go back to uh, March 16th of all show, I not only was the first one of the first guys in the ring, but I'm the guy that drove on the, the ambulance with him. I'm the guy that was at the emergency room with him. I was the guy that took him home that night. That was all me. That is that is that that's dedication. That's friendship right there. So now yeah. you get to now you get to wrestle one of your best friends on the WWE Network. The first time for both of you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts going through that match? There's got to be some some level of comfortableness seeing that it's your best friend but it's also got to be a little bit of competition this is like this is worldwide television we're talking here uh this is how i feel about the situation honestly you look at josh briggs and he's 6'6 240 245 pounds he's a division one football player uh he's been with evolve for over a year now like you look at him and you're like this guy is built for pro wrestling as corny as it sounds, I was born for pro wrestling. I wasn't gifted with being six foot six. I'm six foot one. I wasn't gifted at being 250 pounds all natural. Me, I'm a 200 pounds even right now. And I was never a division one athlete. I had to learn to be athletic because I wanted to be a pro wrestler. I wasn't given this like he was. So yeah, I, I feel like I have something to prove and he's not gonna take this moment from me. 
Okay, so you do have a very big moment. I wouldn't be surprised if you guys even start out the show. So for the people who are going to tune in this Saturday night for the Evolve 10th Anniversary Show, what should they expect from the retrosexual Anthony Green? I'll tell you this much. I hit my opponents hard, but I hit my friends harder. Uh, With Brandy Lauren on my side, you're going to see a new Anthony Green, a fresh Anthony Green, you're going to see an Anthony Green. Yeah, you hear that cheering in the back. That's not for me, but whatever. Uh, you're you're going to see a side of Anthony Green that a wall hasn't seen yet. Not even the like, not even a side that Tyler Breeze saw. This is going to be brand new, retro AG, with something to prove. Yes, and that Someone to Prove will be debuting again, like I said, live on the WWE Network this Saturday for Evolve's 10th anniversary show. Anthony Green, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, it, it was a pleasure to have you to learn about your story, and we look forward to watching you um, during the 10th anniversary show and as your career goes more and more into the future. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me, man. All right, man. We'll be right back with this commercial break. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, Kings of the Rings podcast right here on Wrestle Addict Radio. And there's only about one time a year where WWE goes a little bit not so extreme. And it's time for the Extreme Rules pay-per-view prediction uh, show tonight. We're going to be using PW Scorecards. Find them at PW Scorecards on Facebook and on Twitter. And them, uh, them have motherfuckers got to start sponsoring us. Yeah, right. For all for, for all the times we put them over, free promotion. <laughs> yeah, free promotion. They're awesome. They do a little point system for all of the uh, for all the events and little dailies, which we will go through um, as the show progresses. So, first card, first match on the card is uh, the the most intriguing one of the past couple of days. Now you have Aleister Black versus his new revealed mystery opponent, not Bray Wyatt, but Cesaro. I didn't know Cesaro was a daddy. Shut your mouth. <laughs> wait, shut your whore mouth, Will. Wait, 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 but like, is Cesaro part of a daddy club? Like, what's no, the, like, where Alistair did... Black. Oh, making sure. I don't know. <laughs> People have different preferences sometimes. Maybe, maybe Cesaro was it. Maybe, maybe he does make his own clothes, Kate, and he has a Swiss Superman. Kate's got a thing for mouth guards and bald heads. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I have, so I have one match? thing to say to all the WWE marks out there that are mad like this, including you, Kate Murphy, love of my life. Am I gonna fuck with you right now? You might. Yes. Uh, wrestling fans, including Kate Murphy, love of my life, need to fucking develop some patience because. Who the fuck cares that it's Cesaro? Obviously, no one fucking cares that it's Cesaro. Then again, your main event is a mixed tag match, which tells you how much the WWE gives a shit about this fucking pay-per-view. So, would you rather have it wasted on a B pay-per-view or have it built up to something like SummerSlam or even WrestleMania or Royal Rumble or Survivor Series? What's the rush? I'm not mad that it's like Cesaro. Like, I'm stoked that it's like Cesaro and someone good. I'm glad it's not like fucking No Way Jose. It was just like that would have been really funny though. Yeah. It would have been. I want him to conga line and Alistair Black just black masses him done. Black masses the entire conga yep. line. That's how it'll go. No, but I just it was it was it could have been like written so well like 
let me in, open the door kind of shit. And like, it parallels and they swerved us and fuck. I'm mad I fell for it. All right, maybe he's yeah, maybe he's gonna, he's gonna kick up. Cesaro's head to the fifth row. He's gonna go back in his little room and go, like, "All right, who's next? Someone else come knock on my door." And and he'll be waiting for you. Throw up the bunny, the thing, and the other thing, and before you know it, three's company too. So, like, it's it's this story could still be written. WWE is like fans' um, attitude mentality is "Gimme, gimme, gimme now, now, now," and said, "Wait, take a breath." It'll be okay. Freeze company. The Artemis slow burn is is kind of disappeared. I get so impatient out with WWE because if I wait, because like there are things like I'll wait for and then it just doesn't like come to fruition. So I feel like WWE either has to pull the trigger with a good idea or they just don't do it. I don't think I don't think it should be that way, but who knows what's gonna happen? Uh, do but do we really think Cesaro deserves to be squashed here? I don't think it'll be a spot. Yeah, it'll be a solid seven-minute seven match. Yeah, for sure. Maybe. Max. Is there a I mean, if this is including entrances. Mm-hmm. No, straight singles match. Oh. There's n- there are no extreme stipulations anywhere on this card. There's a last man, except last for the main man event. standing. But that's not really extreme. Wasn't like, the case last year too? Where last year wasn't that extreme either. <laughs> No. Yeah, I mean, there's there's matches on this card that could have been extreme rules worthy, but it's not as extreme as it should be. Yeah. I think TLC Does also Kofi ruins Joe that have as a stipulation? well. Hmm? Does Kofi Joe have a stipulation? Um, the mm. only stipulation... So it's kind of extreme rules. The only stipulations are Ron and Bobby's last man standing, Taker and all that is no holds barred. Um, and then the Bailey, Alexa, and Nikki handicap match. And then Steph and Becky match. Everything else is just straight up single matches. It's, yeah, it's it's weird. But let's keep it going with Alistair Black and Cesaro. Does Alistair win this? Yeah, for sure. You all agree? Yeah. Yep. Alistair looks strong. All right. Uh, does Cesaro pull up a Cesaro swing on Alistair Black? No. I think he fakes it. Really? Yeah, like he, then he goes the thing like the fuck you to the crowd. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Let's... Uh, before we go on, I pulled up. The, I'm I'm pulling up the very first um, Extreme Rules card yeah. from back in 2009. Okay. I want to read through these. I want to read through these matches I here wait. once I actually find them. Find them with the actress. I I I bought this pay per view. I remember because <laughs> well, I I tried to buy it. My pay per view was screwed up. Um, but it just I would buy it and it wouldn't work. So I ended up doing it. Um, I bought it again, and it was like halfway through the stretcher match between like Shawn Michaels and HBK. Damn. So let's let me get to the actual. Shawn Michaels faced himself in a stretcher match. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, results. Um, we had Kelly. Ke- oh, that's right. That's the uh, pre-show. That's the I'm pre-show. Yeah. The pre-show, All right. So if we we had a we had a fatal. Okay, it was it was a tag team match. Kelly Kelly and Mickey James defeated Beth Phoenix and Rose Ma- Rosa Mendez. Wow. So not extreme. Um, a fatal four-way match for the U.S. Championship. Kofi Kingston defeats Matt Hardy, MVP, and William Regal. Not extreme. Not extreme, but a good no match. No holds barred match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Jericho versus Rey Mysterio. Jericho Ex- won. Extreme. A Samoan strap match. CM extreme. Punk defeated Umaga. 
That match was trash, I remember. Oh my god. Triple threat hardcore match for the ECW championship. My boy, Tommy Dreamer, defeated Jack Swagger and Christian. A, a handicap hog pen match for the title of Miss WrestleMania. Santina Morella defeats Chavo Guerrero and Vicky Guerrero. It's weird, but it's still extreme. Stipulation. I'll give it a stipulation. Uh, steel cage match for the WWE Championship. Batista defeated Randy Orton. Extreme. All right. So I lied. So this is maybe it's something of a different card here. A submission match. John Cena defeats the Big Show. Not really extreme, but it's different. Stipulation. Ladder. Oh, I do remember this. Ladder match for the uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Jeff Hardy defeated Edge. Extreme. Mm-hmm. And then I think CM Punk cashed in that match. CM Punk cashed in that night. So about two-thirds of that card were extreme rules-style matches, whereas maybe a third of this card is? I'll even I'll even give uh, WWE credit, a little more credit. Give it a stipulation. Every single match, except for like the pre-show and like the, the Fatal... Even a Fatal 4 is kind of like... It's not a stipulation, but it's like not a, a straight one-on-one match. Yeah. Every single match had something to it. Be creative with to it. To give it that extreme rules. The past few years, it's been the main event's been the extreme rules match, and then there might have been one or two other things in there. Yeah. I think this year is more than the past two years. Like, I'll give it, I'll give it the last man standing. Uh, I mean, the extreme rules one I went to with Dave, we had the, uh, we had the Ambrose Asylum match. Oh, God, with fucking Mitch. Was Ken yeah. stick on the pole on extreme rules? Yes, that was Alexa, <laughs> Alexa and Bailey. That was last when year. When Alexa won. That was two years ago. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway. Something like the that. Point, the point is, like, you, you go, that was 2009, so 10 years a shitty pay-per-view has been on. And it's not even extreme anymore. I, I think that a big turning point was um, 2014. When Daniel when Kane injured Daniel Bryan, I think every card on that every match on that card had some kind of stipulation on it. I think they kind of cut it back from there. Isn't that what's when, the next match? Isn't that when Daniel Bryan like jumped from like a uh, forklift, a forklift to do a headbutt? <laughs> what a fucking maniac! I love it. It's probably the next match is probably the most electrifying match on the card uh, right now. We have uh, Braun Strowman um, versus Bobby Lashley because apparently that's still on. Bye. <laughs> It is a last man standing match. So, I mean, I'll give him credit where credit was due. A couple weeks ago, you had the spot, the kickoff raw, and it became really intriguing. But we haven't seen Braun since then, really. He's selling. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm fucking pumped for this match. I think this is the match I'm looking forward to the most on the card. <laughs> That's not a joke either. I'm actually serious. Really? Like, like, like. Get before two weeks ago, like this. This feud was just like, all right, like this is stupid. They're doing arm wrestling, a uh, fucking tug of war. It's like, what is this? What is this? What is this? This is trash. Now it's just, it's just what it should have been all along. It's two guys, beefy, meaty, monstrous, muscular, <laughs> scary-looking guys. It's a Vince McMahon wet dream. Wanna, exactly. Which all they want to do is just beat the shit out of each other. Like these guys actually have a reason not to like each other. It's an actual like it's an it's like a blood feud. It's it, it kind of it, it's a it's a watered down version, but granted, it's still an, a version of an old school feud that we would see in like the nineties. Yeah, pretty much. 
I mean, will we, will, will we see any blood in this last man standing match? No. <laughs> I don't know. Could you imagine Braun Strowman with like a crimson, crimson mask? It would do wonders for his character. It would. It would be fantastic. Um, as of now, I think WWE is still PG. Um, so I don't see it. If they move Barely to 14, it's possible. PG. Even if they do move to 14, I don't think Vince is going to allow blading. No. I don't think, I don't I don't think, think, the, networks, I don't think the networks would allow blading. No, especially not Fox. I don't think you should allow blame. I think if you bleed, it just kind of happens. Yeah. You gotta do it, do it the old-fashioned way. Exactly. Um, but who wins this match? Who becomes the last man standing? Braun Strowman. I think they're going to use the character. I don't think so just yet. I think Bobby Lashley gets the clever win. Why? The last time we saw them together, Braun got the better of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Last Man Standing is very much a babyface match. It is. It's like an it's like an I quit match. You very rarely see a heel win an I quit match. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go Braun, and I really think they're gonna kind of try and get the rocket back up on him as a big babyface, unless something crazy happens and Braun decides to go uber heel again, because WWE has had a lot of face turns. And it kind of ran out of heels, which is kind of weird to say because it's a heel territory. Yeah, it is what it is. All right, so let's move along uh, to the No Holds Barred tag team match. Um, Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre versus The Undertaker and um, apparently Kate Murphy's daddy, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Mr. Murphy. <laughs> Mr. Murphy. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Murphy. This is talking about an unexpected match. I mean, you had The Undertaker show up randomly. Rumor has it Undertaker really wants to work with Drew McIntyre, um, which, I mean, is, you know, kind of an honor if you're coming from Drew McIntyre's standpoint. You have Shane McMahon, who's hogging up TV time to the point where KO had to cut a scathing promo on him, which is fucking true. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts going on with this match. One of the things that probably isn't going to be moving is the Undertaker during his entrance. Um, his knees. Yeah, I mean, this is a for 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 a man of his age. This is a pretty intense match for him to be in. It's intense, but it's not quite as intense as is. Uh, it's not quite as intense as camping. But I'm <laughs> nice. I'm like I'm I'm relatively excited for this. This because. I, I want to see Taker turn on Roman. That's just what I want to see. I, like that's it's the thing that popped up in my mind a few weeks ago. I'm not gonna let it go. You're gonna, but I'm you're not gonna, gonna make the corporate ministry happen, happen again. Not be about it. Yeah, bring it, have it have it happen again. SummerSlam main event. Come on, please. Um, <laughs> something 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 walk. No, uh, Taker Roman. Something wonky is gonna happen. Yeah. And I think I think you got you need you need Drew. To come out on top, because after Seth pumbles Baron Corbin, the f- who's he gonna work with? Maybe KO comes back out as Paul Baron brings back Kane. Oh my god! That's that's the kooky. Uh, if we're gonna go kooky, go real kooky. Put put KO in some really pale, pale fucking face. Oh yes! <laughs> you don't think KO oh, would do it? 
Kaya would Kaya would so do it. He would be great. Of course he would. Would you? He'd shave his beard, get all pale. <laughs> Smell you, Undertaker. Kane's alive, Undertaker. He's alive. <laughs> I love doing Paul Bear. It's like my favorite impressions to do. And then Kane comes back. Kane's like, Paul, Paul, I'm a mayor now. I can't be doing this whole demon thing anymore. No. Vote for me. Kane comes back and he electrocutes Shane McMahon's testicles again. Good Lord. That's how you get ratings up. Yeah, but I think I think Drew needs to win here. I mean, well, I mean. I see it's going one of two ways. Whoever wins this match, I think, is Rollins' opponent at SummerSlam. It's just a matter of, do you want it to be Drew or as an over heel? No, absolutely not. Or do you want it to be Roman? The kind of, like, you know, good friends, better enemies? I mean, Roman does owe him when Seth did come back at Extreme Rules 2016, which I was a part of. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Seth did attack Roman. Yeah. yeah, I think it's. I think enough time has passed for Roman to get back in that main event scene, <laughs> and it's like it's the main event, but it's not the Mania main event. It's SummerSlam. Well, it's an interesting thing with Roman Reigns. He came out in an article and was pretty much hinting that he's on borrowed time, and that his con when his contract's up, he may not return to wrestling. He's gonna retire. Potentially, I mean, he's still he's battling leukemia. Like it's in remission, doesn't mean it's yeah. gone completely away. Like, yeah, you know, the 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 clock the clock might be setting on Roman Reigns' career. When does when's his contract up? I want to say, I don't know for sure. I want to say he has less than five years. Okay, that's still a lot of time, though. Uh, you can do a lot of time. I said less than five. You can still do less than five years. Could less be. than five. He's probably. Hey, Google, how old is Roman Reigns? He's thirty-one. He's thirty-one. Holy yeah. shit! Weird, right? I thought I thought he was older. So he'll be in his mid-thirties. <laughs> yeah. That's his prime, dude. And when you can't wrestle in your as a, prime, as a as a wrestler. Yeah, it's wrestler prime. That sucks, dude. But it, it, I mean, he hinted out he didn't come, he didn't flat out say it, but he was talking about like you know enjoying the rest of his time. Oh, sorry, he's he's thirty he's thirty four. Sorry, I misheard Google. He's thirty four, <laughs> so he's in his wrestling prime. So he'll be approaching forty, yeah. which I think is a good time for him to actually retire because, I mean, I don't want to be I don't want I don't want to see a forty year old Roman Reigns like wrestling if he has to deal with leukemia as well. That sounds terrible. And then I don't want Roman Reigns in my thirty years to be like the new Undertaker. Back when you go old and like, still gets a pop though. Oh, for sure. Still gets a pop. Uh, but let's move on to since we're pretty much it's no holds barred. Something cool is going to happen. Let's move on to the first championship match of the night um, and my most anticipated match of the night because it's going to be a show stealer here and it's going to tear the house down at SummerSlam, guaranteed. AJ Styles, Ricochet, US title match. Who do you have, Kate? I think uh, AJ's going to take it. It's some heel bullshit. I'm excited about it. I'm excited for Oh, yeah. Club. Oh, it's so tasty. I love it. Club AJ is the best version of AJ. Yeah, sure. He's having fun. 
and he looks so happy doing it. And good for the Fuckle Club. So welcome back. The club have reached the club have signed on new five year deals. I heard they're that was official. Money. Well, yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna go ricochet by DQ. Ooh, so you think it. the club screw it up for him? I'm going. I'm gonna do the dusty. It's it's it might be like an accidental DQ or AJ gets like you know AJ gets caught again. But the 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 the, the, the program is gonna end. The segment's gonna end with ricochet on his back and AJ hold the title above his head. The club beating him down, but no title change yet. No definitive victory yet. Um, because the feud has to continue. So you need some kind of dusty shenanigans, something. The club are definitely going to get involved mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Um, but it's just, uh, just a matter of how and when. I mean, they're, they're putting on, like, the, the first match they put on was a teaser. Like, can you imagine when they actually get time? And they're going to get more time at SummerSlam. Yeah, it's... If you want to do it pretty crazy, <laughs> just have, like, if you want to make AJ a super, super heel... <laughs> Just have them like when Ricochet's like on the top rope, is AJ has attack him before the bell even rings, and they do a strip. They do like a, they put him through two announce tables, whatever the magic killer, whatever. Oh, and the match um, never the match never happens. The match never happens exactly. Do a stretcher job. Well, that's good too. Fucking extreme rules. Get some thumbtacks out. Exactly. Get the tacks. <laughs> I would like a nice Lego match. I was gonna say fucking Legos. Lego <laughs> that's more so tacks. Oh, that's oh Lego matches. Uh, I hate stepping on Legos. <laughs> exactly, that's extreme. I hate I hate everything about Legos. Wow, <laughs> you had a weird childhood. Moving along, uh, the the Raw Tag Team Championships. This might actually be a sleeper match here: the Revival versus the Usos. That's gonna be oh so good again. <laughs> when was this match promoted? <laughs> What was that, Will? When was this match promoted? Uh, it wasn't really promoted at all, but the Revival have new merch. The Usos are just the Usos. These are two of the best tag teams in the world, regardless of promotion, although LEX may have something to say about it, depending on where they go. Um, <clears throat> but if given the right time, these guys can tell a great story. The problem is, are we going to get enough time here? No. Probably not. You know, these are the right guys. If you're going to revive a tag team, you have the old school masters that are the revival who literally break, put like put cut the ring in half. Seen it in person. It's really cool. Like you don't go past the line with the revival. And you have the Usos who have just become one of the most dynamic tag teams of the past five, ten years in WWE. Yeah, Revival just do tag team wrestling better than anyone I've ever seen. Yeah, because they play by the rules, kind yeah. of. <laughs> so they're two of my favorite tag teams in every WWE right now. So I'm happy no matter what happens. I'm gonna go on the win and say the Revival win because the Revival Agreed. need a win. Top guys need top guys need a win. Mm-hmm. Their new shirt is freaking awesome. Aren't they so SmackDown people anyway? What's up? Aren't the Usos SmackDown? I don't know no one Raw. knows. No, yeah, the Usos are on Raw. The Usos moved from SmackDown to Raw. Oh, that's right. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, this is but the I think Raw the Raw tag team titles. SmackDown. Tag. This is 
Raw tag, SmackDown tag is the tag match that should have been a, I don't know, triple threat ladder match. But we'll we'll save oh, that yeah, gripe for, an, for another two minutes. But I'm going to go with the Revival. Will, who do you have? I got the Revival as well. I third the Revival. This is it's True, but still. Um, but moving along to the other tag team uh, match for the SmackDown tag titles, the Daniel Bryan and Rowan Team Captain Planet versus the New Day versus Heavy Machinery in a tag team triple threat match that does no stipulation. No stipulation whatsoever. Easy. Just put a ladder there and call it a day. You want Daniel Bryan in a ladder match? He yes. was in one in WrestleMania 31. He was fine. That was before he retired. Yeah, and that match, he freaking headbutted Dolph Ziggler like 7,000 times. Two guys with like the most concussions in WWE were headbutting each other on top of a freaking ladder in WrestleMania. Yeah, that did happen. That is true. <laughs> so I think Daniel Bryan's fine. But think about all the think about all the things you can do with these guys in a ladder match. It's a triple threat tag team match. These guys aren't going to play by triple threat tag rules, if there are any. So why kind of why kind of box them in like that? Give them a little bit more freedom. It's extreme fucking rules. Let them do something. They won't. No. Yeah, I agree. It should be a ladder. But like it's just it's impossible, dude, to just recreate that magic that the Dudleys, Edge and Christian and the Hardys had. Like in the I said I didn't say call it a like TLC match, I said call it a triple threat ladder match. Yeah, that's how the first one started. Yeah, but that wasn't a TLC match. The first one was just a ladder match. And it was, they it was, tables it, and chairs in. It was a triangle ladder match. That is true. You were right there. It was a triangle ladder. Make it a ladder match. Make it a ladder match you have to tag in. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> How stupid that would be. <laughs> this one, this one's gr- this this car, this uh, match is growing on me because the New Day are freaking awesome. Xavier Woods calling Daniel Br- calling. Um, trying to figure out who Rowan's daddy is was fucking amazing. That was funny too. Um, I'm tr- I'm split on this match because honestly, last week I was I was pulling for Ziggler and Kevin Owens getting this match. Um, it's just because I was something different. I, I, strange bedfellows, I just think works what's for me. A, what's I'm a strange sucker. bedfellow? Will. Oh, stop it! <laughs> you, don't let me Google it again. No. Um, but it, it works for me. When it didn't happen, Heavy Machinery snuck in there. I was just like, ah, fuck. But after this week, I was like, oh, thank God Heavy Machinery's in this match. Heavy Machinery grows well, on you. They're really entertaining. They do They're grow so on you. Funny. It's just a... F- like, at first, it was just Otis that was growing on me. But now fucking Tucker's growing on me, too. Tucker! 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 I don't know what it is Tucker. about them, but I honestly think they have a they have a good shot at winning this. They do. Yeah. They do, but I don't want them. I don't want them to get the big win on a do nothing pay per view. Like I think. I mean, a win's a win for them. Hmm. But a win for them, a win's a win. Uh, I would not be disappointed if they won. Um, bigger moment, sure, I guess. But I think Daniel Bryan and Rowan just they still they're gonna hang on to it by hook or by crook i think so too which i think sets up heavy machinery versus captain planet in toronto and i think the toronto crowd is going to eat up heavy machinery like you may see drake Mm -hmm. out there with them celebrating when they win the titles (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh. And then, J- then Drake's going to the Clippers, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I hate Kawhi Leonard. Um, but... Yeah, I, I want heavy machinery is the feel good story, but I think they wait a little bit longer. But New Day are just there to kind of you know make sure everything goes well. Um, mm. Biggie's gonna do some spots. I really was interested in seeing Biggie versus Tucker Knight when they had that little scuffle on the. Uh, yeah, I was like, ooh, that'd be a great match. Um, but but we'll see. I mean, Otis Dozovich did a double suplex on SmackDown, which was. Amazing. Which I don't know if you saw well. I might have been in the bathroom. Yeah, so Xavier <laughs> Xavier Woods is trying to suplex him. Daniel Bryan comes in and tries to help the suplex Otis. They can't do it. Otis reverses it and has them both in the air. He has them, he's doing a standing suplex. He's holding them both in the air at the same time. And then he drops them. He's a big dude, man. He's also crazy strong. He owns a couple of records at the Performance Center. The Caterpillar. <laughs> the Caterpillar. I want to see him and Scotty Too Hotty go at it. Caterpillar versus the Worm. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, but yeah, I do think Captain Planet wins this. The Planet's champions. Although, I wouldn't be surprised if they give it to the New Day again. It would be nice to see the New Day and Kofi like all have a run for a little while. The New Day with all the gold. Yeah. It'd be fun. It'd be fun leading into SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. It really would, but we'll see what happens. So let's move along to the cruiserweights, um, as somebody named Neville used to say. Oh. Well, we have a cruiserweight. We have a cruiserweight championship match. Uh, Drew Gulak versus Tony Nice, which should. It <laughs> should be a very, very good match. Drew Gulak will be coming uh, off of the Evolve um, match with Matt Riddle the night before. Uh, Tony Nese, the former um, Cruiserweight champion. It's going to be a really good match. It's going to be a good wrestling match. I do see Drew Gulak winning in his hometown in Philly. Sans the hometown curse. Agreed. No way. I don't know. I watch 205 Live. No comment. You've seen Drew Gulak in person, but... I, I I enjoy Drew Gulak. He's he's very technical. His match against Kushida was really good down in NXT. Um, but I see Drew Gulak beating Nice. I don't think we've ever really had a repeat cruiserweight champion. Tony's could be the first, the first one, but champion? yeah, but no one talks about that, especially with his dumb feud again with uh, Joey Ryan at a Blink One Eighty Two concert. Did anybody see that bullshit? It's Joey Janela, get it right. Joey Janela, my fault. Sorry. What Joey Janela and oh yeah, and Enzo? Oh my God! What a, oh yeah, I saw that. What a fail! <laughs> Do you know how many what people fucking tagged me to be like, hey. people asked if I was there. They're like, is Kate there? Blink One Eighty Two, Blue Wayne, Joey Janela, and Enzo Amore for my favorite things. Wow! All right. Okay, let's let's move along then. Um. <laughs> Two-on-one handicap match for the SmackDown Women's title. Bailey puts her title online against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Now, what they never really said here was that if Nikki Cross pins Bailey, does she win the title for Alexa or does she win it for herself? She wins it for Alexa. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. I really don't like this feud. It's dumb. 
it's, it's French friendship angles. We're adults here. Like, like everyone in this company is an adult. Like, Speak for yourself. And not for nothing, it's always the women that have these stupid best friend angles. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just, it's not believable. Like, well, especially because you go up the Nikki Cross character who's just nuts. Like, why would she be friends with anybody? Especially Alexa Bliss. Yeah. I don't. It's just. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Bailey wins. Yeah, for sure. No way. Bailey doesn't win. Uh, Bailey. W- Sasha Banks come back. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, goddamn time. Actually, I think Sasha yeah. can come back Monday. Ooh, Ricky. <gasps> My God, I may need an extra pair of pants. Remind me, I have that Sasha pop for you on Monday. I also have my Sasha Banks, uh, have my boss necklace that I haven't worn in a while. If she doesn't come back in Philly and if she comes back on Monday, I mean, if she doesn't come back in Philly on Sunday, then I'm going to wear some Sasha Banks stuff. Going to use that good juju. Don't be upset. I do have, uh, I want it for you. I want the joy for you. I want to be there with you when your wife comes home. So do I. But I don't want her to come back ever again. It's more of I'm happy for you. And that's all that really I'm matters. Supporting you for Sasha Banks. It's okay. It's it's about time one of the best work one of the best female workers in WWE made their return. So y'all know Paige can't do it. <laughs> she can just she can just slap people now. But here's what I see: Bailey wins, or something happens. They double down. On the whole, um, they double down on beating up Bailey afterwards. Sasha comes for a save. And then on Monday, Sasha turns heel on Bailey. And you set up Bailey versus Banks at SummerSlam. Finally. We've only wanted this for how many years? All of them. <laughs> All of them. <Yeah. laughs> you know what, dude? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on you again. Fool me three times, go fuck yourself. Fool me a fourth time, I'm starting to pick a pattern here. <laughs> right, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> All right, like, we've been down this road too many goddamn times. <laughs> I think if they don't do it this time, they're not going to do it at all. Like. Yeah, but this this has to be the time. Like, this has to be the time that it happens. And if she turns heel in New York, oh, beautiful. Fire. So beautiful. So much fire. All the flames. All about it. All about it. Um, all right, but moving along. So you're here for Sasha returning at some point. Uh, now you make me want to take off of work, Kate. Because we, we can go. Uh, I'm mad we're talking about wrestlers like it's Pokemon Go. And we're just going <laughs> to drive around. <laughs> we're just going to drive around the island collecting wrestlers. We, we can do a ride along. Do a ride along. <laughs> be the worst. So we'll be like banned on WWE's list with like fans. <laughs> Stalks wrestlers religiously. Uh, but let's move along to uh, the WWE Championship match, singles match, Kofi Kingston versus Reverend Samoa Joe. I call him Reverend Samoa Joe because he preaches every time he's on SmackDown. Um, I'll start out here. Kofi is the strongest champion, the strongest built champion in WWE today. Samoa Joe is a good heel. He's a great. He's a good heel. 
because great heels can pull out wins. And Samoa Joe hasn't pulled out a significant win yet. You can't tell, you can't say Rey Mysterio because it's fucking Rey Mysterio. He's fragile as fuck these days. Um, Samoa Joe needs a signature victory. This is the second time in two years in the summertime that he's in the WWE title picture. He needs to win. Unfortunately, it's not happening right now. <laughs> Thank God you took the words right out of my mouth. He needs the win. He's not going to get it, but he needs it. Yeah. <laughs> really needs it. Kid can't close. Yeah, it's a shame. Like he's he's got all the tools. He's just got to got to seal the deal. And I don't think he seals we the deal. That, we all that fat friend who's really good, but he just can't close. <laughs> yeah, that's Samoa Joe. He's, for he's like the Duff. He's kind of like the Duff. If anybody remembers what the Duff acronym stood for, no one remembers Duff. What? Oh, Duff. What'd you say? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everyone. Yeah, everyone has a Duff. <laughs> I don't. He's, we all got one. He's like the Karen of his group. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, Karen. <laughs> like, no one's ever born Karen. You become a Karen. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you die a hero, live long enough to become a Karen. <laughs> I remember one, pretty much- one day I was working at Starbucks and someone in my ordered a stupid drink and then I'm like can I have a name for the cup and she goes Karen without thinking I just go of course it is <laughs> wow how did you not get fired Kate I don't think she got it she didn't get what I meant because women named Karen don't know that the term Karen exists that's very true they're Karen Karens don't know they're a Karen exactly. Karens don't know they're Karens <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Karen's Karen's really don't know their Karen's at all. But yeah, Karen's not winning. Kofi Kingston is going to win because Kofi's going into SummerSlam as WWE champion. Will he leave SummerSlam as WWE champion? I don't know. I, probably. <laughs> I'll just ask, I I want him to drop SummerSlam or is he dropping night Fox and Brock Dash Brock's catching it on Seth. Um, I think he he either drops at SummerSlam or he drops at Rumble. I think he rides all the way through. You think? Oh, yeah. He's not done dropping Survivor Series. That's champion versus champion. Yeah. You know, and ideally, I would, I'd still want to see Seth versus Kofi. Like, we got promised at Raw, and then they fucked it up. <laughs> you didn't get I'm it after Mania, baby. Oh, Seth versus Kofi, winner take all. Oh, oh it's that beautiful. Was, I, oh, that we were electric, and then they took it away. Yeah, they're like, haha, tag match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he Kofi's not going year to year as champion, as great as that would be, but he doesn't need to. Um, but he needs to have a solid run. I think he goes all the way to Rumble. And he probably drops at Rumble if he makes it through SummerSlam. I just wonder who he does. At this point, the list is getting shorter and shorter, which which makes his which makes it look good for him. If he runs through Samoa Joe, who else can take him down on SmackDown? Unless it's like a member of a new day, unless it's like the Biggie heel turn, which no one wants, including myself. Because I, I do, I want I it. I don't. I don't. Why do you want it? 
because it's different. It'll be entertaining. I would want that for any other faction, but they do that. <laughs> like, if there were any other faction that they could do this with, I would be fine with it, but it's just not the movie yet. Or maybe he gets, maybe he goes to Roman. Maybe Roman comes back up and gets that title. I feel like people will be mad if Kofi drops to Roman. No way. To, I mean, not, next not in to, line. Go ahead. Not to say that Roman's not a deserving champion, but in a lot of people's eyes, he's not going to be. Kofi Roman main event of SummerSlam, though, could be a good match. I, I agree, it would be a good match. I think like that's something that people wouldn't want. I think I think that's your next I think that's your next logical step. I think it's gotta be Kofi Roman. Roman has not said anything about the title since his return and since his placement over on SmackDown, because he's been kind of in this, you know, this uh this infinite loop with Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. But if he gets over that with the help of Taker, Kofi versus Roman, very intriguing SummerSlam match. Agreed. I like it. No, I do like it. And I can see the perfect finish of Roman going for a spear and Kofi hitting the trouble in paradise and winning. Like that's 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 a bombshell victory. And then we have the problem of where does Kofi go from here, which I think is a good problem to have. If you're a if you're a WWE champion and you keep beating Gotta people, create stars, baby. Exactly. Maybe he maybe he loses us to, to Sami Zayn in a shock victory. Oh. Alistair Black. Stop. Where has Sami been? He's been off TV since Kevin Owens has been like flirting with his face in turn. <laughs> yeah. That could that could be the one. Sami could beat Kofi. Shock victory. R- Owens wins the Rumble. Yes. Okay. Oh Fucking God, okay. that would be <laughs> good. Calm down. Calm down, Kate. Kate, you're sweating. I don't think WWE. I don't think WWE is that ballsy. Or that smart. I mean, they had they have literally separated Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn from fighting each other for years now, which is fine. But it's now time for them to get back together or get back to hating each other again. Yeah, they are better when they hit each other. They are so much. Remember the Battleground pay-per-view? I do. That had no business being that good. I know. (laughs) No business. Zero negative business. And they tore the house down. Killed it. Oh, so good. Speaking of things that won't tear the house down, um, the main event of Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules. Wait till you hear Philly this weekend. That, is, oh. though, that match makes me glad we're not going. Yeah, I guess. Um... I mean, yeah, we could we could save our money for a much more enjoyable pay per view like uh, Survivor Series. I'm, not going. <laughs> I'm going away. <laughs> uh, so we have Seth and Becky putting both of their titles on the line against Baron Corbin and my secret boo, Lacey Evans, um, in a mixed tag <laughs> Extreme Rules match, winner take all. This is going to be a weird match. I'm actually interested to see how many bumps Lacey Evans takes. Six. From an extreme perspective. 
like chair shots, Bye. candlesticks, like. <laughs> You know the the interesting thing about this is like we've ne- we've seen extreme rules matches, we've seen mixed tag matches, we've seen winner take all. Now you have all of these stipulations kind of in one, so there's a lot of room for creativity here. There's also a it lot of room to work, screw it up, man. Because you can't you can't have men hitting women. You can have Becky Lynch hitting Baron Corbin with a chair or a kendo stick, whatever. You can't have Baron Corbin smacking Becky Lynch with a kendo stick. Like not even in a flirtatious way. <laughs> there's no way. To, there's no way to flirtatiously hit somebody with a kendo stick. Bad girl, Becky, you've been banished. Thank you. Don't make me slap you. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't do it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's it's in 2019. This doesn't work. In 1999, this would go over great with like Luna. Come on. Yeah, Luna. Like you, you got Luna Gold Dust versus like Triple H in China. Yeah, that would work great. I don't know. Intergender wrestling is on the rise, though. Not in WWE. Not in WWE yet. But it is on the rise in a lot of other promotions. Slam TNA Slammiversary was last weekend, and their main event was Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan. <laughs> Okay. Sammy Callahan won, by the way. <laughs> uh, is that uh, not Solomon Crow? It was Solomon Crow, yes. Yes, knew it. <laughs> That's a name I just pulled out of my ass. Yeah, it was It was the former Solomon Crow. He, is, he has been tearing up the indies of Sammy Callahan, though. One of the kings of the death matches. With the worst finish ever in WWE. <sighs> it happens sometimes. Not everybody's made for WWE, and Sammy Callahan was one of those people. <laughs> Yep. Just um. Yeah, but that, inter- intergender <laughs> matches like I'm I'm split. Like I've seen some I've really enjoyed, and I've seen some that I have not really enjoyed. Both being in Lucha Underground, they they you gotta be careful when you do them. They can be done right. You just gotta be careful. Yeah, that's true. And that this has this main event has to be done right. And I yeah. don't know how you do this right. There's a lot of moving parts here. You play if Becky Lynch tap out Baron <laughs> Corbin. That could happen. Like, yeah, do, it's really stupid. But the question is, does Seth and Becky leave here with the titles? Yes, obviously. Is that even a question? Why are you asking it? That's because it's a show, Will. I have to, <laughs> like, I have to ask this question. <laughs> don't, don't, don't ask me stupid questions, Ricky. <laughs> Welcome to podcasting. Uh, there's a bear shit in your doorstep? <laughs> Not today, at least. <laughs> See? Stupid questions. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, they have to come out with this one, right? Becky Lynch just became the cover, one of the cover athletes on ESPN the magazine. Yep, and Seth had a new shirt come out. <laughs> the man's man. <laughs> <laughs> the man's man. <laughs> Next, he's gonna call this to Stephen Regal's music. He's a man. <laughs> he's a man. Man. It could happen. Um, it could, but it won't. <laughs> do Do you see any dissension between Seth and Becky during this match? Like, do we? No. S- no, absolutely. People kind of stop doing this. Well, you, like, you, so you think they're Vince, a unified front Vince, the entire time? Okay, what? Yeah, Vince. Vince only does this when he wants people to break up in real life. Like, <laughs> like. Vince, Vince will split up. Has a history of you know splitting up relationships, or if they're dating in real life, he has a history of making sure they break up. Um, well, Becky no, and they, they, they Becky changed and that. Seth, they changed that for a while because 
Um, well, no, it's, I think it's if you're married, married you're you stay together. Like, oh, we're splitting you up. We don't want this shit to happen anymore. Um, but no, I don't. I don't see it being a storyline because it's. I think it's stupid. Why would you do that? But it is a storyline. It's blatantly the storyline. Yeah. yeah, but why would you have dissension? Like what, what, that that could that could easily fuck up a real life relationship like it has in the past. Because Vince just wants that? to tell you about nothing's perfect. <laughs> oh God, fucking Vince! I, I don't. I think it's stupid. I, I don't want. I think it's a stupid. This I, whole angle is stupid. I mean, but that's what they're going with. I mean, think about what I mean. Didn't break up Lana and Rusev when Dolph got involved because mm, they got married. Yeah, <laughs> and they screwed up their own storyline. Yeah, and Vince hated them forever. <laughs> But I'm, I don't know. The, I'm not interested. I just don't care about fucking relationships mm. in wrestling. I don't care. Like if not, I, I'm happy for them in real life. But I don't need it to be kayfabe. I just don't. But I think that's what the genes about. I think they're smart enough to know that they can be like this kayfabe relationship, and it won't have a, it won't have a bearing on their real relationship. No, I get that. Kayfabe relationships. <laughs> yeah. It's not something to care about anymore. <laughs> I don't know. KFA relationships have been great sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah. Sometimes I was going to say, KFA, if you were very wrong, do you remember Edge and Vicky Guerrero? <laughs> Fucking outstanding. That's why I anymore. Billy and Chuck. That was real love. Billy and Chuck, amazing. No. Edge and Lita. You're not wrong. I'm not, like, back in the day, like, KFA <laughs> relationships like, were better terms, but, like, now, like, 2019, I don't give a fuck. Jared King Lawler and all of his ex wives. <laughs> <laughs> the Godfather and all of his hoes. Amazing relationship. That's, that's, well, that's that's Gold Dust and Marlena. Godfather and all his hoes the greatest relationship in WWE history. Fuck John Cena and Fuck that. Mark Merrill and Sable. Hello. Yeah, that was. Well, I was going to say the hoes is more of a business transaction, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> Still a relationship. <laughs> Oh, what about uh, Mike and Maria Kanellis? Exactly, <laughs> the greatest. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, guys. After after I watched Hulu Raw Tuesdays, Raw ended. I got up, put my big boy pants on, walked over to Trader Hoes, and I bought some ice cream and pickles. How, how was that? <laughs> I can't even eat pickles, but I bought them anyway. <laughs> what kind of ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> I bought um. Cookie butter, cookie, not cookie, cookie dough, cookie butter, not cookie dough. It was like butter, butter, cookie, something like that. Something with butter, peanut butter and cookie, whatever. And French vanilla. It sounds very heavy. I bought two tubs of ice cream, Ricky. <laughs> it's still like. Man, I was just like, Marie, can I just watch ice cream and pickles, motherfucker? I want ice cream and pickles. So I went up and bought some ice cream and pickles. Episode title, Ice Cream and Pickles. Yeah. No, nah, it's, it's not going to be called Ice Cream and Pickles. Extreme Ice Cream and Pickles. <laughs> Extremely retrosexual is what we're calling it. Extremely retrosexual. Oh, I like that too. Yes. That's a good one. I like, I like ice cream and pickles better, but that's a good one. <laughs> but you know what is a good one? This main event of Extreme Rules, which is probably not going to be... Probably not going to be a good one at all. Probably not going to be a good Ricky, one at all. you suck, <laughs> Shut up. What's going to be probably greater um, is the 24-7 championship. Who? Here's a good question for you. 
Who's the twenty four seven champion, Bobby? End of Extreme Rules. Who's the twenty four seven champion right now? Ah, uh, Drake. Still, yeah. he still according has, to, he has title, according to all social media. <laughs> did you see the <laughs> Did you see the video Loser. of Drake Maverick on his honeymoon? No. So they did a video package on Raw of Drake Maverick on his honeymoon, and it oh, was just yes. Drake with the photos and shit. And they're in the airport, like, where are we going? Newark, New Jersey. Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> Newark, New Jersey. I was in Newark, New Jersey at the airport. What was it yesterday? I was there yesterday. <laughs> no. So everything in his honeymoon is a picture of the twenty four seven title. He he covers his wife's face with the twenty four seven championship. So which little known fact that I did not know, Renee Michelle, who is his wife, um, was also one of the original contenders of the May Young Classic. What? She went up against Candice LeRae in the first round. That's amazing. Of the first ever May Young Classic. And apparently afterwards got a giant boob job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, wrestling's not for well, of me. Of course. But she had, she had WWE are. money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I look at her. I'm like, how? How did you pull this off, Drake? <laughs> or as, He's or, got that WWE money. No, or as someone because I I posted that question like, how did Drake Maverick pull this off? And someone on Twitter responded like, my dad always said he's got a ten inch personality. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> I'm going to start using that that's amazing he's got a 10 inch personality oh my god what's that dude's name I need to credit him and shake his hand I gotta find it again that's, that's tip of the crown worthy every week <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know if Archie brings it back, or I don't know what's going to happen with this twenty four seven title. I think it's going to be really funny. Yeah. Uh, do we help and go to a commercial break? I got to pee. Well, before we do, we got to crown this. Uh, we got to crown this. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, shit! You're right. Um, before we even crown it, who's going to make an unscheduled appearance? Name five people who you think may or may not show up on the show. Bray Wyatt, Bray, Sasha, Paul Heyman. Oh yeah, definitely Paul. Kane. Kane. And uh, Tommy Dreamer because it's Philly. (laughs) Rhino. (laughs) Or Rhino. (laughs) He's debuted in TNA, so not Rhino. Um, Mick Foley. Yeah, why not? He comes out and apologizes for his promo again. Yeah. Tables going down. Pretty much all the tables are going down, so no one really cares about that. But yeah. <laughs> you know what? Fuck the Russian tables going down. Braun's going to put Lashley to the Russian announce table, and Zahn's going to be like, what? <laughs> Zahn permits. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny? They never mess with like, the international row, and someone needs to do they're that. Too, they're too far away, dude. They're too you have, far away. You've got a last man standing match. They can go anywhere. The cameras, there's like hard to get cameras over there. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> That's where the cameras are. Whatever. You can, they can make it That's work. That's hard cam. It's literally at hard cam. You, they can make it work. Anywho. They could. It's WWE. Out of 10 crowns, what are we crowning this show? Kate Murphy, go. Uh, six. 
Wow, a little bit higher this week, this this month. Aren't right, you? still still low, Kate, but a little <laughs> higher, a little above I average. I never have high expectations for fucking pay per views. I'm never going to. No, I'm, wow, like, that's stuff. When you can't be disappointed, I'm gonna go seven. I'm gonna be the highest one here. I'm gonna go seven point five. Okay. A few things might surprise that's me. Yeah. This is another pay per view where on paper it's a really solid card, but oh. I just. I worry that my expectation of how good the card is, it's it's not going to match up. That's why I'm giving it such like a lower rating. Based on the card Lowered alone. Lowered expectations. Based on the card, I would give it at least a seven. But based on. Storylines. Yeah. Storylines are what brings brings my ratings down all the time. <laughs> like, I don't like being negative Nancy about wrestling. <laughs> You know what's really funny? Uh, every time you have like, every time you say lowered expectations, I think of like the uh, the Mad TV skit that was called Lowered Expectations. No one knows what I'm talking about because I'm the old fuck here. Perfect. No, I just don't like Mad TV. <laughs> what? Mad TV's fucking dumb. I'm sorry. I said it was better. No, it wasn't. And Living Color was being the shit out of them for a while. You're right. You're right. Living Color is better. <laughs> So I think Lord Exhortation was was Mad TV, not in Living Color. Um, but in but anyway, that's what I always think of the Lord Expectations theme song. Uh, but anywho, um, we're not going to lower your expectations about this pay per view anymore. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back with some final news and notes. So stay tuned. What up, fam? It's your boy JC Bones, the baby face of podcasting and the host of the Fourth Wall Wrestlecast. You can check us out every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Come see what all the buzz is about and see why we are the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. This is your resident smart slayer, Doc Haas, from the Fourth Wall Wrestlecast. And you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, here at Kings of the Rings Podcast exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. Some big news and notes. It's a big weekend in wrestling um, in and of itself. We have the 10th anniversary of Evolve. It's going to be live on the WWE Network at 8 p.m. on Saturday, which is a big deal in and of itself. First ever indie promotion ever to have a showcase on the WWE Network. It's pretty fitting that it is Evolve. WWE has been promoting the absolute shit out of it on its TV, and it's looking to be a very good card. At the same exact time, um, to the behest of Kenny Omega, they have AEW's Fight for the Fallen. Uh. <laughs> what was that, Will? I said, huh. Yeah. It's a laugh. Yeah. A chuckle. We have AEW's Fight for the Fallen, which will be streaming on Bleacher Report Live for, I think, a nominal fee um, as well, going on simultaneously. So which one are you guys going to be watching? Evolve? What are you, are you fuck? I'm not, not going to watch either live, but... <laughs> uh, Comes come Sunday, the Lord's Day. I'm watching Evolve first. Um, WWE programming TV has done a tremendous job um, promoting it. Like, I I love that video package. And uh, anytime like Johnny Gargano is um, like caught on the mic, I'm like, that's the one we were at. It might oh, not be yeah. true. It might be true, but that's the one. No, we're that, at. that was definitely the one we were at. Yeah, it had to be. Like, this is the future of pro wrestling. That's the one we were at. Yeah. Definitely the one we were at. Kate, which one are you going to be watching? Um, If I watch them live, I'm probably going to watch them all first. Also. Definitely. By Sunday morning, you're going to have a bunch of new superstars 
that are going to be hot button tickets coming out of Evolve. Josh Briggs will it's probably be, be one of them. Fuck. Um, JD Drake will definitely be one of them. And you can guarantee that Austin Theory will probably have two contracts on his doorstep by Sunday morning. So, so look out for Evolve. It's going to be an absolutely batshit insane show. It's, and also, shout out to AR Fox and Eddie Kingston, who are going to have their moments on the WWE Network. Those are two, two super talented individuals who may have never gotten their shot to be part of a global audience, if not for the WWE Network and Evolve. Uh, but let's move on. Here also fighter fest that's cool too whatever's going on there um but let's move on okay. <laughs> <laughs> well seriously what what is what is what, what, are, the, what are the matches on sorry fest? it's fight for the fall because I feel like a dick if fight, I get it wrong what, what, what are the what are the matches on fight for the fall I, I actually don't know I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull it up right now because because PW scorecards also has one as well. I have it. <laughs> fight for the fall card yada yada yada. All right, my friend. I got it. We have. You want to do it? Yeah. So for the fight for the fall card, we have Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc, and Darby Allen versus Sean Spears, MJF, and Sammy Guevara for the buy-in. Then we have Brandy Rhodes versus Allie. We have Hangman Page versus Kip Sabian. Then we have SoCal Uncensored, which is Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky versus Lucha Bros. Then we have Kenny Omega versus Sema, and then finally Young Buck versus Cody and Dustin. That's the main event. There's also there's also another buy-in singles match, which is um, Sunny Kiss versus li- Librarian Peter Avalon oh, with with Leva Bates by his side. Okay. None of that sounds good. Um, uh, maybe the Young Bucks and Cody, I'm- Hangman and. I'm so young, Yeah, but I mean, it just—it's. I mean, at least they're fighting against each other, like as a part of the elite, and not taken from anybody else's. I the only thing I'm really interested on in this card is actually the six-man tag and the buy-in. Like MJF, amazing. Sean Spears, chairman of the board. Darby Allen is Darby fucking Allen. Jimmy Havoc's out of his mind, and Joey Janela's. Not beating up people at a Blink One Eighty Two concert, apparently. <laughs> Can we? That Kate, the... go, Kate, go right ahead. All right. So fuck wrestling this week. Joey Janela <laughs> and Bill Moore got into a fight at a Blink One Eighty Two Little Wayne concert in New Jersey last night. That is. The... They didn't even fight. They didn't even fight. They didn't touch hands. The argument. They saw each other that sparked a war on Twitter, and I am on Enzo Amore's Twitter right now. And, my friends, this is Trader. Let's begin. Like most Enzo Let's things. Hear it. All right. What we got? So, it's starting at 11.06 last night. Enzo starts. I'm glad you introduced yourself because I couldn't pick you out of a lineup. You don't want no smoke. And now I know it. There's only two things that smell like fish. One's fish at Janela Baby Straight Pussy. That's how it starts. <laughs> then follows up. Don't try and play that wrestling shit with me. You end up on fucking World Star. Then, again, he just keeps following up with himself. Where was that energy at? We ate friends at Janela, baby. Don't introduce yourself to me, fuckboy. I thought you were a fan. Ha, ha, ha. The second I realized it was you, I slapped your bitch-ass hands and I walked at you with my hands up. You fucking ran backwards and told my homie to fill it. Soft AF. Jesus. Thanks. You couldn't sound more fucking oh, Long yes. Island than that. <laughs> or Jersey, excuse me. Uh, thanks for bringing credibility to the biz. Cloud chasing in public ultimately look like a pussy 
must feel terrible. You're not a good human. People are out there to enjoy their night. You fled the scene, run while I'm engaging with friends and fans. Your mother should be proud. <laughs> Got him. Oh, God. Not a safe environment. Right, for I've heard flight. enough, Kate. I've heard enough. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> it's so, dick riding ain't a form of transportation. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> is what he said. It depends on where you're going. <laughs> if you're getting to, going to Pound Town, baby. If, if you're going know, to the mountaintop. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's a good one. I've trained, oh. got no brakes. <laughs> oh, Miss Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that, was, that, was that not a tweet? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Okay, I've trained, got no brakes. No, that was a Murphy. Yeah, that was a Murphy. Love of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, Enzo and Joey Janela didn't fight each other. Let's get that straight. They didn't fight each other. It was one of those, oh, what was it? It's like a Key and Peele skit where the two guys are probably like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And they just, like, never fight. It's like, you know what it is? It's like in, like, Street Fighter or any, like, fighting game when it's, like, ready, fight, and then, like, no one wants to make the first move. So they keep going back and forth with each other. (laughs) Oh my but god, no one now I'm on fucking Twitter and like, oh my god, his thing is so much chiller. I started the whole thing jokingly all night saying I was going to find Enzo and find him to get a TMZ story. As we were leaving, he was three steps ahead of me and I said, hey, I'm Joey Janela, want to fight? Not really a polite way to introduce yourself after the Twitter antics. Oh. <laughs> what a dick. God what bless a dick. Joey Janela though. <laughs> That's something you would do well. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's so a lie. You wouldn't pick a fight with Enzo more if we ran into him. No, I like it. I'm a Enzo fan. What? Since when? I've always I been an Enzo didn't fan. Know you were an Enzo fan either. I thought I was like the only Enzo more fan in the world. Even after no, the consensual penis thing. Yeah, he 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 got he got away. Uh, he didn't. No charges were pressed. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. Just because no, just because no charges were pressed doesn't mean that he didn't I do it. I don't believe he did it. I don't. Th- doesn't mean that he, doesn't mean that he did either. So what do you think about OJ? OJ, OJ fucking did it. OJ <laughs> fucking did it. Man, he wrote a, he wrote a book that says he did it, so he no, did it. He wrote a book that said he if he would have done it. There's a yeah. Different- the if was in blue and the <laughs> I did it was in red. This is <laughs> different. <laughs> it's if. Enzo more. I mean, Enzo's an, Enzo's entertaining. He's not. Yes, he is. Is he a piece of shit human? Is he a piece of shit human being? Yeah, probably. But he's entertaining. I just want to smoke. Not a all pieces of shit Zoe should Moore. be entertaining. That's all I want to do: smoke a blunt with Enzo Moore. <laughs> well, people smoke a blunt with. Why don't you just pick like I don't know Snoop? Because I'm never. I'm you smoke a blunt with me, Kate there's Murphy. There's no chance of me ever smoking a blunt with Snoop. I have a very chance of fucking smoking a blunt with Enzo Amore in the back of a mall in New Jersey somewhere. That sounds. Horrible and realistic. <laughs> no, that sounds a hard like a, in the back of a mall in New Jersey. That sounds that sounds like an SBU episode <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> it does. Tell me I'm wrong. Wait, I feel like I'm gonna be in a parking lot in like Edison, New Jersey, smoking a blunt with Enzo Amore. If I were ever to smoke a blunt with Enzo Amore, it wouldn't be a cool story. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> You'd yeah, wrestling fans would not like it. <laughs> 
You'd, you'd come on the show, Kate, and be like, guys, 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 guess what? I just smoked a blunt with Enzo Moore. Yeah, that's great, Kate. Move along to real wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> totally just blow you off. Patreon exclusive would be my Snapchat story with me and Enzo Moore smoking a blunt. If you could, you know what? That would be your first superstar spotlight interview. Fucking interview Enzo Amore. That's my dream. That will be my, my new sports entertainment journalistic. I'm kind of dream. scared to see how that would play out. Could you imagine if I got Enzo? I wouldn't how would you be do su- it? I don't know yet. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know yet. I wouldn't be surprised at all. You'd be like, how you doing? How you doing? Be, <laughs> how, you, how you doing? That's how. Dude, how you doing? It'd be like. Dude, how you doing? It'd be like seven how you doings, and then he would agree to do an interview. Get him on the show. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. <laughs> no, we don't. I would take the interview. I mean, I would, I would allow the interview. I would allow the it's interview. not your show anymore. <laughs> I'd still put it up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, do you have any news and notes from this week in wrestling? Anything you want to want to rant about? Um, nah, dude. I got my news from you guys. That's true. That's very very true. I really have nothing. I'll be I'll be revealing a lot of my special stuff next week. Oh, what a catch! Are you well? Are you playing video games right now? You goddamn right, you dude. Anywho, did you not see him put the headset on like half an hour ago? No, I don't. I don't pay attention to things Will does ever. Oh. No, my my video is off anyway. Four nothing Cubs, top of the third. <laughs> Anywho. I did a fancy. I did a fancy draft. Jeff Bagel just grabbed it. Like out. I said, folks, big big weekend in wrestling. Uh, we'll be having Extreme Rules. I don't know where you guys are watching, and I'll be watching it probably by my lonesome. Actually, I might go over to Jeff Palmaccio's house and watch it with him if he's around. Sure, he's got a nice house. He probably has a nice house. Who knows what's going to be happening? Uh, but for right now, let's name a king of the knights. Um, Maria Canellis. That's my king of the ice, ice, ice cream and pickles, baby. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> ice cream and pickles. <laughs> if they had pickle ice cream, I might have bought it. Yeah. As disgusting as that sounds. <laughs> It's like Doug Funny's liver and onions. <laughs> liver and onions. You're you. <laughs> I always wanted liver and onions too. Um, I like, yeah, I don't. I didn't think it would be that bad. I like onions a lot. Yeah, fucking onions are liver, amazing. Liver and onions is not bad. I enjoy liver I and onions. Try it tastes liver. good. Liver is kind of bitter. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it's not bad. Huh. Ricky on our ride along on Monday. Let's go find liver and onions while we find, find superstars. Liver. <laughs> liver and onions. <laughs> and we should offer them liver and onions. Hey, you want some liver and onions? <laughs> Definitely fans from every WWE event ever. Yeah, offers liver and onions to our superstars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But Kate, who is your king and/or queen of the night? More obviously. God, the worst fighter Ooh. of all time. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Only he could manage to go to a Boy 182 concert and get into shit with Joey Canella <laughs> for no reason. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Love it. Alien it's very true. Indeed. 
my king and I was I was torn because I was originally going to give it to Drake Maverick because I feel like Drake Maverick is the more entertaining twenty four seven champion right now. He's great right now. Truth um, this week was hysterical. I thought about giving it. Truth to Ke- was not on my TV, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I was very upset. I thought about giving it to Kevin Owens because of that amazing pipe bomb. God. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that rang true, but I'm going to give it to uh, Gary the Goat. Yes. <laughs> that was Fuck good. Yeah. I actually did really enjoy that. Gary the Goat put on an amazing performance. <laughs> to main event raw. <laughs> And then he got his face kicked in by Drew McIntyre. <laughs> it was just stupid enough to work. <laughs> <laughs> and Gary to go better be a playable character in WWE 2K by next week. Or I'm gonna be, or I'm be fucking fighting be people. <laughs> Gary the Goat for fucking Hall of Fame. Okay. Gary the Goat is my king of the night because he fucking deserves it and hopefully he got his five thousand dollars especially for getting that kick in the face <sighs> runner up with cedric alexander obviously because you know i think cedric has paid a little i think cedric has paid a little bit more <laughs> after my, just a little bit after he literally got kicked in the mouth by drew mcintyre <laughs> like he he took out the mask and he was literally bleeding from the mouth yeah he ate, he ate a good one. Yes, he did. Uh, but anything else, guys, before we get the show on the road? Nope. Cue the, the Enzo music. Cue, oh, my fucking God. You are going to play it, aren't you? Oh, you're going to play it, aren't you? Oh, my God. Well, I, was, I wasn't going to do it, but now I now have she to has do it. Now she has to like, right? <laughs> God damn it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 155, extremely retrosexual. I want to thank our special host, superstar Anthony Green from Evolve. You can catch him this Saturday on the WWE Network at 8 p.m. for the Evolve 10th anniversary show. And as always, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, some people's DMs, less people's text messages at Ambassador Biggs, B-I-G-Z Ambassador Biggs, find this podcast, Kings of the Rings podcast at K-O-T-R underscore podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, find us in the podcast world, wherever podcasts can be found by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and at Wrestle Addict Radio on on Facebook and on Instagram. Extreme Rules is this weekend. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have um, some live tweeting going on by somebody on Wrestle Addict Radio. Uh, it's gonna be a fun, fun weekend. If you are around on Monday for Monday Night Raw on, on Long Island, New York, at the Nassau Coliseum, myself, the Queen Bee, uh, Kate Murphy, and Double F Double C Jeff Pavancho will be at Monday Night Raw. So if you're in the area, we would love to meet up with you guys to have some liver and onions and go start and spying on wrestlers so with that being said kate murphy how you doing hey <laughs> you're playing video games well shut up that's not true at all you can find me on instagram at the kate murphy and on twitter at underscore the kate murphy and you can find me and my ukulele on thursday july 25th at cedar beach for acoustic night 
also featured is Danny Christian, Brian Yellow, Mike and the Mistakes, and Black Sam. Mike and the Mistakes. Nice. Nice. Beginning. And it's free. Ooh, it's free. It's free and on the beat. <laughs> it's free, it's for me. If it's free, it's for me. Yes, it is. We'll take Ayo. us home. Ayo. <laughs> take us home, country road, to the place I belong. You can catch me in my dreams eating pickles and ice cream and singing DMX songs that may or may not exist. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Tears and Thomas, A R A S H. UK. I'm about to fall asleep. Might not be able to finish this game, but we'll see what happens. But until then, Ricky, you take it home. This is your job now. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say. I didn't know if you were going to go into that whole really crazy screaming outro that you used to do. I screamed at the end. <laughs> no comment. I do too. No comment. <laughs> We're the kings. <laughs> no, 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 no. Enough, enough, enough. Let's just let's just go home. It's a, it's getting a little bit too extreme in here. Okay, a little bit too extreme. So we're gonna cool down a little bit. We'll see you guys live and in person at Monday Night Raw this uh, this upcoming Monday. Uh, but until then, folks, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast on Wrestling Radio. Goodbye and good night.